0: Welcome to Not A Novice, a time of refreshing and upliftment through the unfailing Word of God with Bishop Victor Collins of Sabre. Bishop Collins is the Bishop of the Good Shepherd Church, a dynamic church located in Canal Number no. 2, Polder, West Bank Demerara, with branches all over Guyana. Now, here is the message. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What a blessing it is to come your way again. With information and um, a message from the Word of God, the Bible, it's a blessing always to be coming your way wherever you are. Region one, region two, region three, Georgetown. As I would say, it, Georgetown. I would say Georgetown, but I think you'll Georgetown. All right, East Bank, West Bank. Especially if you're in, on the West Bank. Number two canal especially. If you live in number two canal, you are blessed. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for such a wonderful opportunity. Speak to our hearts like never before. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you for tuning in. All those of you who on Tuesdays at 3.30 at this time, you tune in to hear this voice. This is a voice and it's on the voice of Guyana. This, this one, a double-double. You get it. I believe that God is um, ministering to you. God is talking to you and God is teaching you. We are looking at labor not to be rich. Labor to be blessed. Labor to be blessed. Labor not to be rich. And so our foundational scripture is in Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 4. Where the Bible says that labor not to be rich. Seize from thine own wisdom. Labor not to be rich. Cease from thine own wisdom. So a statement is made and the statement is do not do not work to be rich. I mean, isn't it amazing? It's amazing that the Bible says don't work and don't Fatigue yourself. Don't strive. Don't sacrifice to be rich. The Bible says that that attitude, that mindset, is what is called your own wisdom. Remember, there's a, the Bible says that in Proverbs chapter three, I think from verse five or from verse three. The Bible says, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways." Acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. So, so, which tells us that in our ways, God is wiser than us. And so, it is important to take up the wisdom of God than your own or mine own wisdom. Are you with me? The Bible says that our wisdom, the wisdom of mankind, the wisdom of earthly people, the wisdom of black people, the wisdom of Indians, the wisdom of people from Portuguese, people from Portugal, people from uh, Indian, uh, Chinese, uh, uh, American descent. But we say our wisdom is to work to be rich. But the Bible is, is, is encouraging us. And maybe you've never heard something like this before. Maybe for all your 47 years that you've been on earth, you have believed in the motto, get rich or die trying. But this is a voice coming your way in where you are at. You're in your car. You're at your construction site. You're listening to me. God, it's God who's saying that laboring to be rich is is your own wisdom. And you and I were dropped here on earth. There's nothing here that our wisdom can create or recreate. We just, when we open our eyes, we're here on earth. We are just... Users, We can't create anything. We cannot create more air. We can't create more rain. We can't create more dust. We are just users of what an infinite, supreme, majestic God has created. And so when that God is saying that as, as, you, it's like you're a tenant. You're a tenant in somebody's house. Like these fancy, fancy apartments that have come. I went to look at one the other day. Man! Fancy bad. Now, (laughs) it's that you come to such an apartment and then you think that, oh, I can break this wall here and and create a little wardrobe inside. Or I can take the sofa and throw it away and go to courts. I know somebody at courts you can go. They'll give you a nice, brand new sofa. No, no, no. You can't... When you you rent a furnished place, you can't come in with your own wisdom. You come in and use... You come in and just do what is relevant, and God loves us, God cherishes us, and God is telling us that. Charlie, the world that I created, it is not that world anymore. It's that the youth, the days that we, we, we were born, now now they wear boots with laces that they don't tie. That's what I'm telling you. We wear pants? It has belt holes, we don't put belt inside. We wear boots. There are laces, we don't lace them. A time is going to come, you know if you wear pants anymore, you'll be wearing boktok. People, if you wear boktok, if you go to somebody's house, you see they're walking around with boktok. I see my neighbor, with, with his boktok? hens boktok. Uh-huh. Walk around the yard. It's, it's, it's normal. The, the women are wearing tights now. The, you wear tights, they wear t shirts, there are some sneakers and a short socks and they're out there. A time is going to come. People walk around with panty and brazier. I'm telling you. It, it's not even difficult because when you go to the beach, it's panties and brazier. I, I traveled to a country. I went to preach. And um, my, my, uh, my host put me up in a hotel. And then um, when you wake up, you look around, you see Bamzian. and Panty Adam thing. I said, hey, this, this hotel here, so I got to move out. <laughs> I can't come and be preaching and be walking around and seeing people. It's normal. Of course, it's, it's a resort. It's a place where people come for holiday. The beach is there. The swimming pool is there. So people come there and it is, it is almost like it's funny. So I actually couldn't go out because I couldn't imagine myself going out in my jeans my shirt when people are walking around with three quarter pants and, and and vest and then people wearing a uh, 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 what bikini uh two piece with a towel around them and you're going with the jeans you look at you're you're from from the ghetto so i, I stay i stayed indoors and i focus on what i'm i'm supposed to do what am i saying i'm what i'm what i'm saying is that when we don't seize from our own wisdom. We become, we become crazy set of people on this earth. That is why there's so many things that are wrong on this earth. It's because we are using our wisdom. Now, God is talking to those who hear and those who believe and those who accept that it is not good to work for riches. It is rather good to work for blessing. And so we've looked at a few points. I think we have about four points if you are following the, the teaching and the trend. And so this afternoon, I want to continue and talk about why you should not labor to be rich. Okay? Now, so number five, number five uh, labor not to be rich because riches can choke the word of God. Labor not to be rich because riches can choke the word of God. Riches can choke the word of God. Now in Luke chapter 8 and verse 14, The Bible says that, and that which fell among thorns are they which when they have heard go forth and are choked with cares and riches. They are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. are Are you reading with me? And that which fell among thorns are they which when they have heard go forth and are choked with cares. They are not choked with with needles or syringes. They are choked with cares and riches. It means that riches have the power to choke the word of God. What does it mean? What this means, what this point means is that, you see, the word of God, the word of God Bible says, is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. The Bible says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The Bible says, the word of God is quick and powerful. It is sharper than any double-edged sword and it pierces even to the dividing asunder of bone and marrow and spirit and soul. Bible says that how can a young man keep his will pure by taking heed therefore according to your word? So there are benefits of the word of God. King David said that thy word is like honey in my mouth or on my lips. So the word of God is very, very beneficial. In Deuteronomy, God told Moses, "The man shall not live by bread alone." Jesus quoted the same scripture to the devil in the uh, uh, um, uh, uh, um, when he was tempted by the devil was for forty days and forty nights, and so the word of God is an advantage. The word of God is profitable. The word of God, when it comes to you, it comes to do you good. The Bible says that it is the spirit that quickeneth. John chapter six verse sixty three. It is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh, profited not. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Ezekiel chapter two. verse 2, he says, uh, and when he spake unto me, the spirit entered unto me when he spake unto me. I'm giving you scriptures about the word of God, the benefits of it, the advantages of it. And so, when the word of God is preached, it comes into your life to be a light to you. It comes into your life to prevent you from sinning. It comes into your life so that you will not sin against God. The word of God comes so that Bible says that the word of God is like a mirror that you can look at yourself and say, "Oh, shoots or shocks or whatever they say, I am not looking good. I'm not looking well." If you are, if you go to a real church, for those of you don't go to real churches, if you go to a real church, your pastor's message will make you look at yourself. Congregation, are you there? If you go to a good church, like the church I pastor, oh, it's a good church. If you come to a church like that, you see that my messages and my comments and my things will provoke you. It will make you, it will help you adjust yourself. Do you get it? Now, it is that benefit from the word of God that is affected by riches that profit in the word of God, that light that the word of God gives to where you stand, that light that the word of God gives to your path and where you are walking, that light, that guide, that compass, you see, that is what is affected when you become rich. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says that, what? And, and that which fell among thorns, this is when the sower went out to sow, are they which when they have heard they are people who when they hear the word of God they go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring forth no fruit do you remember the guy who went to Jesus and asked him a question and said Rabbi what is the greatest commandment I think Jesus told him that the greatest commandment is, is first to love the Lord thy God and then the, the, the second is like unto it, love thy neighbor as thyself. So I said, oh. As for loving your, your God, I love God bad. I love God bad. Too bad. Then he said, as for my neighbor, oh. When my neighbor has asked me for pepper, I just give my neighbor pepper. When my neighbor has asked me for salt, I just give my neighbor salt. When my neighbor has asked me for a burrow, uh, uh Internet, I give me neighbor the password for teeth a little bit of me internet. Me neighbor we do nice things. So I mean, what else? What else? What else? Jesus, what else? I feel like I, I, I am so perfect. What, what else, Jesus? Then Jesus said, Okay, one more thing you have to do with all these nices you're telling me. He says, Go sell everything you have and come and follow me. <laughs> go sell everything you have and come and follow me you know what happened the bible said that the gentleman who said he gives his neighbor pepper and salt and give his neighbor cooks and give his neighbor a bum and chip and give his neighbor chana and vermicelli and all them fancy things now all of a sudden he cannot go and sell all the things he has and follow jesus so the word of God that came to this guy who is supposedly perfect and has been following the law of God from when he was a young man. He was a, a, a little guy. Now the word of God that Jesus spoke to him to go and sell everything and become a disciple. Now that word has not become fruitful because the, the riches the riches that the man has, it, 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 it rose up. The money, the riches rose up and told the, and told the guy, what you are you going to all? You are going to sell, all, you're going to sell the house? You are going to sell the car? You are going to give everything away and come and follow Jesus? Is that, is that what you are talking about? Is that what you are thinking about? Riches said, you got to be crazy. His money spoke to him. His money stood before him like a giant and said, buy that Jesus is brainwashing you. It's a set sort of nonsense he's telling you. How can you go and sell everything and come and follow him? This is rubbish. You know what's going to happen to you? Who's going to mind your wife and your children for you? So, the choking of the word came because the guy was rich. He said, normally when you don't have anything, and somebody says, follow me and I'll, I'll, I'll help you. You follow them. But when you have money, you have education, You have a family, you have a house, you have a car. It's not very easy to be uprooted. You cannot easily be uprooted. But people don't have anything. That's why young people are used all over, whether by God or by the devil. Because for young people, they don't have anything. You go about doing anything. A young person can sleep anywhere. But when you're married, you're a married man, married woman, you can't just sleep anywhere. Hey, police will come and arrest you. Your man or your woman will be, will be calling the people to come and say me man me, man missing, missing, wanted dead or alive, something you can 't sleep in you you 'll be in trouble do, do, do you understand and so it is the riches that this guy had that rose up against the word of God, the word of Jesus, and that the riches choked the power of follow me so so you see that. The same word Jesus spoke to Peter, James, and John. The same word. Jesus saw Peter and his brother, Andrew, and he said, follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. Then he met James and his brother, John, and he said, follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. They didn't struggle. That same word is what Jesus spoke to this rich man, this rich guy who has been perfect from since he was a little boy, following all the commandments. But that simple commandment of go and sell everything you have and come and follow me, if the following that could have probably positioned him as one of the disciples whose name would have been. Because we don't even know the guy's name. Oh, we know if somebody came and he asked Jesus. But we know Peter. We know Andrew. We know James. We know John. They were all invited to come and follow Jesus. And the word was fruitful in their hearts and in their lives. And that's all we hear of Peter. If you go to the Roman Catholic Church, you have St. Peter. He has a whole statue in the church. Very, very significant. Where is that guy? That guy who had a lot of money. Where is he? What is his name? Did we hear of him again in the Bible? No. What made him unfruitful? What made him not be able to follow Jesus? What made his name not become known? Why is it that we never heard of him as a disciple? It is because of the money he had. It rose up and it. Choke the word of Jesus Christ, and that is what will happen to you if you if you labour to be rich. You see that when God tells you something, you say, "Um, you know, these days you can't be helping poor people like that. Each for himself, God for us all. And uh, things raised, you cannot just be throwing money like uh, onto people like um um. Uh, money is picked from a tree. You you see that." Even well, if you're in the church and the church is doing a project and they say, "Oh, fundraising, who has one hundred thousand to give?" You sit down and say, "Well, I used to have one hundred thousand to give. I've stopped those nonsense. I don't give one hundred thousand to the church anymore. It it chokes you. It, it, It makes you unfruitful when it comes to the things of God. Are you there? The next point. I try to give you two points every Tuesday. Two tablets morning." Two tablets in the evening, isn't it? That's not what the doctor will tell you. He said, "Take two tablets in the morning, two in the evening, after meals or before meals." So I'll give you two points. The next point, number seven, I think, or number six, it can be number twenty for you. It's okay. It's number six for me. All right. Is labor not to be rich because riches are on uns- certain things, uncertain? Labor not to be rich because riches are on. Un- Certain things. Why should you spend your life struggling to get something that is uncertain and unpredictable? Do you know the scripture that says that, Be thou diligent to know the state of thy flock, for riches are not forever. Riches are not forever. I remember. So so this point is saying that money, when it comes, you know money has a way of making you feel nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you have money, you have, see a lot of it. Especially when you check your bank accounts, you see that the bank has given you 100000 extra. It's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then the bank calls you and says, Hello, sweetie. We have mistakenly transferred 100000 to your account. You say, What? Somebody got to be crazy. I've not seen any money in my account. <laughs> I've not seen any money in my account. Money has a way of making you feel nice and good and strong, but the Bible says that riches they are uncertain. Listen to First Timothy chapter 6 and verse 17. Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded, not trust in uncertain riches, not trust in uncertain riches. Can you believe that these words that I'm using, they're just the same words in the Bible? And not trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. (laughs) What a contrast. That the living God gives us all things to enjoy. And so, do not labor and put your trust in uncertain riches. Now, I'm sure all of us are matured smart, intelligent, and all of that. If you go to a church, or you go to a place where, let's say you go to GPL or Ghana, you want to go and pay your bill. I don't know whether they do that these days, because a lot of things have changed. But if you go, and then they have plastic chairs there, and then you go, and then that's where you you sit, and you wait for your turn. You see a plastic chair, you see that one one foot is gone. The foot is gone. The foot is gone. The foot is gone? You look at a chair and then they say, oh, you can, the security said you can sit on the chair. You look at the security and ask whether she had good. Why? Because the chair is uncertain. The chair is not something that you can, you can trust with your weight. In the same way, the Bible is telling, telling us that when you, you look at riches, riches is uncertain. Very uncertain. Have you not seen people who were once rich and they became poor? I remember growing up, there was a certain man in our area. He was the richest. He used to bring goods in containers. Oh, we used to like to go to his house. Those days, those days were the VHS video recorders. I share this story a lot of times. Video recorder. It is, it is this man's house that I, 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 I came into contact with James Bond, 007. The series of movies, this James Bond, the man went to London he came back. He has a VHS video recorder, but the remote was like a, a corded microphone. There's a cord to the deck, and then you, you control the remote. And the VHS, you put in the whole pack of James Bond movies. Dr. No, Secret Service, Goldfinger, You Only Live Twice, A uh, Man With a Golden Gun, a whole set of them. And then you see that they'll be playing the videos, and we will, will go and peep through the window. We'll be, we'll be buck talk. <laughs> and then, you know, shard pants, patch, 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 shard pants. And then you see that people say, get out of here. You babe, go on you be, You Go, you smell and go, oh. You'll be surprised where that man is today. That man has become a beggar. One day, he woke up in the night to go to the washroom. No, he didn't wake up in the night. He woke up in the night to shout that his roof was on fire. The neighbor, I think the neighbor went to the washroom. And then you know sometimes where your washroom is, you look through the window at your neighbor's house. The guy was peeing in the night, and he saw the neighbor's house, the rich man's house. The roof was on fire. So he came out, came to shout. It, the man was in his pajamas and his wife. The, the moment they got out of the house, the whole roof came down. The man has never been the same again. When you talk about Coke, can't Coke, Coke in this can't can Coke. It was this man who made me see one for the first time in my life. Because he used to bring 20 feet, 40 feet containers full of them. And then we would look to uh, offload the container. And then when you are taking it to where do you have to store it, you allow it to fall. So one will just, just burst, push, So you can drink it. <laughs> Riches are uncertain. Today you are rich, tomorrow you can be poor. There was a particular guy who came to our church a few years ago. A few years ago. He told me that he won $1 million lottery. $1 million lottery. $1 million? You should go and see him. He's, he's like a homeless guy. $1 million in lotteries. So, yeah. So riches are uncertain. And that's why you shouldn't labor to be rich. If you don't know Jesus Christ. I want you to pray this prayer with me. Because if you don't know Jesus, you'll die and you'll go to hell. Say this prayer with me if you don't know Jesus. Heavenly Father, I'm a sinner. Forgive me of all my sins. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. I believe and I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe he died, he rose again, and he's alive. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and make my heart your home. Thank you, Father, for saving my soul. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. So if you pray this prayer, if you pray this prayer with me, I want to ask you to call the number that the announcer is going to announce, call the number and um, ask for me. So you want to talk to Bishop Collins, okay? Uh, They'll put you on to me. I want to talk to you. I want to speak to you. Call that number. The announcer will announce it right after this message, and then you call me. I want to, I want to talk to you. I want to pray with you. I want to guide you. I want to help you. I want to help you develop your faith in, in Christ, all right? So God bless you. Uh, give an offering. It's time to give an offering uh, MMG number. If you don't have MMG, because of not a novice, please go and activate your MMG. MMG number 614-7909. 614-7909. MMG 614-7909. Take out an offering and send by MMG. Father, I pray for everyone who is giving an offering. I pray that as they sow, may they reap. May they reap tenfold. 50-fold, and 100 hundredfold. Surprise them this week. By the end of this week, before this week is out, let them be surprised with a phone call that will change their life. Thank you, Father, for blessing their lives in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll see you next week. You can hear more of Bishop Collins live Sunday at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. at Good Shepherd Church off Stanley Town Road to South Section Canal Number no. 2, West Bank, Demarara short distance from the Conservancy Dam. The Good Shepherd Church is the church with direction for your life. Contact us for more information on plus 592 614 7909. We hope you have been blessed by this message. For more information on the Ministry of Bishop Collins, please call 592 691 5301 or 592 or email us on notanovice service at gmail.com. God richly bless your day.